0: We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. We're also brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the head-to-head matchups. Download the app today or just head over to BetterFantasy.com backslash SGPN. That's betterfantasy.com backslash SGPN. We're also brought to you by SoBet. Sign up to bet against your friends and join the social betting revolution at SoBet.io backslash SGPN. That's SoBet.io backslash SGPN. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Hello and welcome into the Fantasy Hockey Podcast, presented by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I am your host, Justin Bruni. Joining me as always is my brother and co-host and confidant, Nick Olzek. How are we doing, sir? Happy doing Saturday. good.
1: Doing good. Doing good. Yeah, happy Saturday. Happy to get through uh, week 20 here. Improved to 17-3 uh, at the end of the day, it's looking like. Got a solid 50-point okay. lead up on my opponent. Uh, not really that busy. I did actually uh, make a trade this week in fantasy. Um, nice. I s- swapped out Brad Marchand and Tyler Bertuzzi for Artemi Panarin and Rope Hints, And there's a okay. lot of upside on that deal. So uh, really worked out for me there, hoping those guys light it up, get a few more points in the fantasy team as I make a deep playoff push here.
0: Yeah, I like that. I like that. I have not been making any moves this week. Uh, kind of rolling in the deep here, just been constantly playing the waiver wire. Um, you know, my top performers performers this week are Sidney Crosby, uh Mason Marchmont Arturi uh, Laekenin. I picked him up off of waivers also then dropped him just trying to get starts. I'm playing from behind right now. Uh, I think I'm do I don't know if you have it up. Is it 11 and 7, 11 and 8? Um sorry.
1: I I believe you are 11 and uh where is it? 11 and 8, yeah, fourth place. Yeah,
0: le- 11 and 8, third in points, fourth in the standings. I mean, if I can sneak by a win this week, that would be nice, but I'm going to need a big Sunday, it's it's looking like. But, uh, you know, just been plugging that waiver wire. Uh, Leckon was a guy that I added. You know, another one was like uh, like Fabro, defenseman from Nashville. I had just a bunch of random guys popped in and out of the lineup. So, yeah, it's not going too bad, but I'm going to be in the middle of the playoff, you know, right in that middle of the stack. So we'll see what happens. I'm just trying to avoid that, uh, that top team in our league is – Mm-hmm. Or for as long as I can, for as long as I can. I got a plan for the last sure. week of the season, so I'm sure I'll have a little beatdown before going into the playoffs. But let's get into the episode here. Uh, we got some Saturday hockey already taken off. Uh, I know the, the Flyers lost to Carolina 3-1. to I believe the Blues beat uh, Nashville 7-4, to so we've had a nice little start to the day. Got a lot of action remaining this evening. But we're going to... Th- this show, we're going to be going over uh, streaming goalie options for this upcoming week and through the end of the season and into our playoffs, and then some value plays for week 21 and beyond, looking at some trending players. Let's jump right into the goalie conversation, Nick. Uh, dropped an article recently today on some streaming options. Want you to rank the top five guys that I featured here. We've got Anton Forsberg, Scott Wedgwood, Sam Montabeau, uh, Nico Dawes, and Antti Rontanen. Want you to rank those five for me? Let's start with your top three options. These are guys that are all readily available in fantasy hockey leagues. Guys that are available in the majority of Yahoo fantasy leagues right now. Uh, which guy do you want the most out of this bunch here?
1: Um, at the number three in terms of who I would want the most, I would definitely want. Uh, no, go through. Oh.
0: Go go up top first. Go up top one through three.
1: Oh, the one through three. Okay, so at number mm-hmm. one. Um, I actually like Scott Wedgwood. Uh, Arizona, they've been really hot. They haven't lost a game, I believe, in the month of March yet, beating some really good hockey teams. Wedgwood mm-hmm. leading that uh, leading that winning streak, getting a lot of wins, making a lot of saves, been a very productive fantasy player. So I like Scott Wedgwood there. Number two, I like Anton Forsberg just for the volume of starts he's getting. I know okay. Matt Murray's kind of been in and out of the lineup, but Anton Forsberg, he's been in the lineup, and when he's in the lineup as of late, he, they may not be winning every game, but he is, for the most part, been a solid fantasy player. And then, yeah, number three, I do like uh, Samuel Montembeau. I actually mm-hmm. did pick him up for tonight against the Seattle Kraken. Really like that matchup for the Montreal Canadiens. They've really changed directions ever since Martin St. Louis became their head coach. A lot of guys have stepped up, Montembeau being one of them with the absence of Carey Price, obviously, this year. Jake mm-hmm. Allen being gone for an extended period of time. Montembeau being the third-string guy, now the number one guy. Stepped into that role, and he's been doing a decent job since he's moved into that role.
0: Yeah, Montembeau's been solid. He's been solid. I actually have Montembeau at five, so I'll go through my top three first. Uh, so I go Forsberg, then Wedgwood, so we're we're pretty close there. I got Forsberg over him. In his last 10 starts, Forsberg is 6-2-1. He is the number seven goalie in total fantasy production in the last 30 days, and he's averaging 14.93 fantasy points across the last month. Very consistent, you know, opposed to the rest of these guys who do have, you know, kind of their colder moments, right? Wedgewood, I have it, number two. He's allowed, I think, a total of nine goals in his last two games but he still has two wins and 75 total saves in those last two starts. Uh, The Coyotes are just playing um, great hockey right now. They're absolutely on fire, like Nick mentioned. Haven't lost a game in March. He is the 15th best goalie across the last month in total fantasy production, and he's averaging 15.85 fantasy points across the last month. Nico Dawes, I think, is actually kind of a a, a very sneaky play. He's he's barely owned in fantasy. He's only 4-7 and in his last seven starts but he's actually started seven of the last eight games for the Devils. So that's why I value him up a little bit more in the middle of this group, just because where, yeah, he's not going to get you that booming production. He is constantly going to be starting for them. The Devils are missing um, Jonathan Bernier and another goalie that's not coming to mind. Blackwood. Mackenzie. Yeah, Mackenzie Blackwood. That's right. So they're just left with Nico Dawes and John Gillies. And Gillies, dude, his last two starts, he let up. Six goals in back-to-back games. They, they don't trust him at all. Dawes is only averaging 11.19 fantasy points across the last month. But like I said, I just value him up a little bit more just because he's constantly getting those starts. The Devils aren't playing for anything. I feel like they'll let him off the hook here and just uh, let him run free give him a handful of starts or a majority of the starts, we'll say at the bare, bare minimum down the stretch of this season here. Uh, so if you're someone like me that just lost Jack Campbell, probably for the next two weeks, you know, you, you need to plug away. I think he's definitely a, a good streaming option meets all the criteria, in my opinion. Uh, Montabo. I do have at number five, he's four and four in his last eight starts, you know, where he has been good. It just hasn't been that consistent. Like, you know, the Winnipeg Jets totally baptized this dude with seven goals to start the month. I don't know if you saw that game, but he only had like 22 shots against. He led in seven goals. It, it, was, it was a pretty mm-hmm. brutal start for him. So I hold him at the bottom of the uh, bottom of this list, but he's a very exciting player. Like, he, he's definitely got some flash in his hands. Um, so tell me what you think about Nico Dawes and Antti Ronta.
1: Um, I think Ronta is a good option when he is playing. Um, I know Anderson's going to get the majority of starts. But um, when Ranta does get in the net, he is someone I think you should definitely get in your rotation. Someone that is uh, going to win you some hockey games. We saw just recently as an Anderson holder, I got in Ranta a few games. And mm-hmm. when Anderson was out, it was, what, yeah, three games. They won 3-2 over Pittsburgh, 3-2 over the Kraken, and they shut out the Colorado Avalanche. So really good stuff coming out of Auntie Ranta. Nothing uh, you can really hate on there. At the end of the day, I just had to check choose three guys really hard mm. nico dawes on the other hand been very solid for the devils um especially like what you would said he's coming in being like uh the fourth third fourth string guy you know jonathan bernier out uh Mackenzie blackwood out Sean gillies is a dumpster fire so nico mm-hmm. dawes has really came in and he's done a really good job for what he's had to offer considering a very young kid very lim- limited nhl experience He's come in, gotten the job done, and uh, he actually is playing right now up against Anaheim, and they are currently 0-0. Zero to zero. But, um, yeah, he's winning games against teams that are uh, really solid, too. Like, you look at wins against Colorado, St. Louis, mm-hmm. um, played in a close game with the Rangers, Pittsburgh. So he's playing games with these really good teams, and he's able to beat these good teams. So I think, yeah, he's someone that's very solid in fantasy and someone that gives the Devils a chance to win every night.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, it's more of a volume play. He's only averaging eleven fantasy points across the last month per game. That's one of the lowest totals here on this list of these five guys. The next lowest would be Montebo. He's at ten point eight eight. So, like you know, you're you're splitting decimals here. Um, Ranta is an interesting option going forward because he may not have that volume like a guy like Nico Dawes, but He's playing on one of the best teams in the NHL, so there's a ton of efficiency behind his starts. Mm -hmm. He's 4-1 and in his last five games, but he only ranks 22nd in total fantasy uh, production for goaltenders across the last month. But his average is at 16.88 per game. You know what I mean? Like He's playing behind a defense that allows the fewest shots on net in the NHL. So I think it's a very good situation. With Frederick Anderson, he was back in net today. I was I was surprised to see that because he's been missing games with an undisclosed injury. Carolina kind, kind of being secretive about it. I just kind of see these guys splitting more games down the stretch of the regular season because I think Carolina, you know, they're in a very firm position in their division. I feel mm-hmm. like they can rest Anderson, you know, cl- to close out the season, you know, so they can rest him up for, you know, long stretch of playoff starts, you know what I mean? Like, I right. don't think that uh, Ranta is going to be starting a lot of games in the playoffs unless they go up, you know, like a you know, 2-0, 3-0 type of situation or or whatever. They're up 3-1 and they feel like, oh, you know, maybe we can steal steal one with uh, anti Ranta, who's been playing very, very well. Uh, you mentioned right. the, sh- the shutout up against the Colorado Avalanche, one of the, the best teams in the NHL, uh, shutting him down for 36 uh, in a shutout. That was fantastic. I was loving to see that. So, he's on a nice little roll I do believe he'll be in net tomorrow. Carolina's playing back-to-back. They took care of business today up against the Flyers, and I expect uh, to see Ranta back in net tomorrow. I don't believe that they'll throw Frederick Anderson, Frederick Anderson out uh, back-to-back games after returning from Whatever injury it is, they say Mm -hmm. undisclosed. I'm calling it rest. I'm I'm just saying, you know, he's he's 32. He's not the oldest goalie around. But, you know, when you're getting down to the end of the season, you're in the position that they're in, you you don't have to overuse Anderson. So I I really like this opportunity for Ranta and our fantasy hockey teams. I think he's a decent own here down the stretch.
1: Yeah, I think a play like that is almost similar to uh, what you actually do with your team with kind of the Swayman and Olmark thing, how those two guys both split starts. I think you could get something going like that. Because that's very powerful When Boston. They tend to go on those big winning streaks, and you're getting mm-hmm. all of those goalie points from that. So similar with Carolina, you know, you get a week where you've got like three or four games in a week. Frederick Anderson's not going to play any, every one of them. Ronta's is going to get at least one right. or two. So, yeah, I think you could get a play like that going for sure for uh, Anderson holders out there.
0: I, I think I'm about to dump the Linus Allmark strategy, like hedging those starts for Boston. Because if you look, like Swayman, the, his production mm-hmm. is like night and day in comparison to Linus Allmark. Like Linus Allmark, you know, in a soft game up against Chicago, he had mm-hmm. six fantasy points in this in this last start. He's going to start, I, th- I think it's today. I think I have another start. I'm getting out of uh, Allmark today because I think Swayman started the last game. But I don't know. I'm not looking forward to it. Or maybe it's the other way around. I think maybe Mm -hmm. they play Chicago again in this upcoming week.
1: Yeah, they play Tuesday.
0: Yeah, that's what it is then. So I'm getting Swayman today, I believe, then, and I'm getting Allmark Tuesday, which I'm not really excited about. He may not even be on my team. When I'm looking at all these options, if one of these guys is available one of those days, I'm probably going to scoop up one of them because I I honestly trust their value just more. I mean, their opportunity plays are are much more um, profitable recently than uh, a Allmark. For sure. All right. We're going to jump into some week 21 value plays, but before we do, we need to hit a quick word from the sponsors. We'll see you on the other side. Right back. Are you ready to win money and boost your odds? Win bet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, sports from the NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA, and of course, college football. WinBet has some brand new bonuses. Check out the bet $5 to win $400 in free bets. Also, you can win a VIP trip to Shaq's Funhouse in Los Angeles. Bet $20 on WinBets, build your own bet feature, and earn a chance to win a a once-in-a-lifetime experience for the big game. You and three guests will receive a VIP experience at Shaq's Fun House, two nights at Win Las Vegas, a $5,000 free bet at Win Las Vegas Sportsbook, and a $5,000 travel credit. You can't beat it. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, we have what you need to win. Are you ready to play? Sign up today and receive a special offer, risk-free, $1,000 sports bet. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. See a ticket you like, but think the price is too high? Submit a bid for a price you think is fair, then buy it. You can always find the best odds because you're buying directly from other bettors, just like yourself. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit, and PropSwap will double it up to $500. Double the cash means double the odds. If you're not using PropSwap, then you're missing out. Okay, and we're back. We're going over week 21 value plays, Nick. We're looking at DFS opportunities, fantasy waiver wire, and gambling props alike. So shots on goal, point a game, assist a game, whatever you see, whatever you like, throw it out there. First up, Nick, I always say we're never going to do it, and here we are. We're right back to him. New New York Islanders. Here mm-hmm. we go. My guy, mm-hmm. he's finally on it. Anders Lee, he's scoring. Uh, hasn't been doing dinky do all season long, but he's got six goals I was about to say five six goals in his last three games uh, has one assist across that stretch as well uh, him and Anthony uh, Bavillier have been playing very well across this past week Uh Andersley, on the season he's averaging 5.37 fantasy points across the last week 21.59. Bovillier on the season 4.68 fantasy points per game across the last week 11.25. What opportunities do you like for Lee and Bovillier outside of just, you know, fantasy hockey alone guys? Because I think that right now they're both decent ads, right? I mean, the percentage plays are there and Anders Lee only 32% rostered, Bovillier only 6%. Uh recent recent stretchers just too strong to 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 deny them your roster what do you think
1: yeah i think there's someone that you definitely get for sure in dfs um for in terms of uh, other props i like anders lee and bovillier both for um two shots or over i like that for sure lee the last three games he hit that two then against Mm -hmm. columbus seven and then colorado three then a guy like bovillier where he's got two, two, four, two. So really consistent with his numbers, and I think that would be a definite prop for sure for those two. Mm-hmm. Outside that, um, these two are just cleaning up, getting a lot of production, getting a lot of things going with this uh, Islanders team that's been struggling throughout the year. Finally, start starting to get some rhythm, some consistency going down the stretch here. Another guy mm-hmm. I like um, along that Islanders lineup is a guy like Brock Nelson. I actually have him on my fantasy team. Um, mm-hmm. He's got goals in four straight games. Um, each game, he's hit at least three shots on goal. So definitely someone to actually uh, get on What's, for sure.
0: Do you know what his ownership rate is?
1: 20% right now, and plus okay. two in the last day. So there's definitely a very smart play right there. Um, I think was in his last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games, I believe. Yeah, he's hit three shots or more. Okay. And well, yeah, uh, I mean,
0: realistically you can stack this whole line here, uh Lee and and Beauvillier. I can't imagine Brock Nelson's gonna cost that much in uh in DFS.
1: Oh, for sure he won't. And uh Nelson, he's another play um that I think for sure will uh do really well. And they actually all turn on first line Nelson, Beauvillier, and Lee, and they're just tearing mm-hmm. it up and uh yeah, I would stack that line for sure.
0: Yeah, I, I like it a lot. Anders Lee, you're looking at $5,100 on FanDuel. Anthony Bavillier, $4,700. I don't have the, the the cost here for Nelson, but I can't believe it'd be that much higher than, say, like fifty six dollars or $5,800. So definitely a decent line to stack. Uh, tomorrow, the 13th, they have a game up against Anaheim. Anaheim has been bleeding goals. The defense has been really, really bad the last handful of games here. So <clears throat> I think the, the this line one here for uh, the New York Islanders, I've been down on him in recent weeks, but uh, I think this is the time to jump in on him. Uh, all that value is there. As far as props go, I like Anders Lee for shots on goal more so than Anthony Beauvillier. Beauvillier does have a little bit of extra upside because he plays on the point on the second power play. So typically when you're in that position, you're in line for more shot opportunities. But he's only hit over you know three shots on goal, or over two and a half, I should say. Uh, you know what? Twice in his last, uh, or three times in his last uh eight games or so so the odds there are a little bit lower Anders Lee a little bit hotter with the shooting uh two shots in his last game seven and three like you mentioned um that hasn't been there consistently all season but I like that to start to turn up here uh that's that's his role like he, he's a scorer so I know that he does play some solid two-way game uh, but he puts the back puck in the back of the net that's what he's supposed to be doing especially as a line sure. one winger so
1: mm-hmm. um
0: definitely fire up that line Brock Nelson as well like Nick mentioned uh next up we have arturi leckinen of the montreal canadians playing on that third line but man he's his production is booming right now averaging 4.81 fantasy points on the season but across the last week he's up to 16.7 and across the last month he's even up 3.7.36 so i mean i added him this week i did turn around and drop him i mean i'm chasing points here i needed the roster spot but uh what, what do you think about the rest of his value nick uh fantasy dfs props what, what do you like here
1: Yeah, I definitely like his value at only 4% rostered for sure. A lot of upside in fantasy, going to be available in a lot of leagues, getting a lot of solid production, putting the Mm -hmm. puck in the back of the net, providing the Canadians some depth scoring that they really need. In terms of value plays here, as of late down the stretch, I like him uh, tonight against Seattle for over half a point. I think he's got points in his last five games. I think he continues that against the Seattle team that's really struggled on the defensive end and in the net. And so I really like him to hit that number tonight specifically. And down Mm -hmm. the stretch, I really do like their schedule with Seattle tonight. They've got a back-to-back with Philly tomorrow, Arizona, Dallas, Mm -hmm. and then Ottawa. So there's a lot of room for Lackanen to be able to uh, grow and get a lot of points going. So uh, he's someone I would definitely grab and definitely target for uh, over half a point tonight for sure.
0: Yeah, he has a lot of favorable matchups. I love this Philly matchup, Arizona, Ottawa. I mean, Dallas, they play solid defense. They've, they've been good. But three out of those four matchups, I believe, are going to be very profitable for Lekin in this week. I would absolutely fire him up for props. Uh, over two and a half shots on goal up against the Flyers, the Coyotes, and definitely the Ottawa Senators. I would probably maybe lay off a little bit on the Dallas Stars, but I still think it's a, it's a good opportunity because he's rolling right now. They are using him on that second power play, but he's playing on the line three right now with Jake Evans and Paul Byron. His cost on uh, FanDuel is only 4600 it's, it's, it's very trending right now. 16.7 fantasy points across the last week per game. Uh, what's not to like? Uh, and like we've mentioned uh, on this show and on previous shows, the Canadians—they're rolling right now. They're definitely uh, hi- highlighting some fantasy options that we want to leverage right now. Uh, Lekkanen, um, you know, uh, Suzuki, Caulfield, you know, Hoffman—even,
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, a lot, a lot of profit here, a lot, a lot of opportunities. All right, next up, we've got uh, Trevor Moore of the Los Angeles Kings, playing really well recently. Cost on FanDuel is only fifty-five hundred. It's a little bit higher than some of the other names that we've mentioned. He's playing on line two with Philip Deneau and Arthur kaliev kaliev is that how you pronounce that
1: nick
0: yeah kaliev kaliev yeah playing online too getting lots of shots on net the fantasy points are there he's up to 12.67 across the last week per game on the season he's only hitting 5.83 so he's hitting at a much higher rate recently Uh, i'm all over trevor moore he actually made me some money last week um, cleaning up on some uh, underdog props What, what do you see here nick what do you like
1: um, I really like the value that I've seen in fantasy as of late. Um, one of the guys that's been a go-to for me when I just need someone to grab is Philip DeNo, and play plays really sure. solid, especially in that line with Trevor Moore. So I think there is a lot of upside to even stack this line right here, depending on the matchup that you have coming up with these guys. Um, A guy like Trevor Moore, not a lot of favorable matchups, however, coming up. They do have San Jose tonight that could uh, – There could be some upside there to stack that line if you really like to, but he's got Mm -hmm. a hard schedule with Florida, Colorado, San Jose again, and Vegas. And so, uh, I like more and know for sure as a stack Cali I'm not as sure with, but, um, yeah, there's definitely a lot of upside here with Trevor Moore. Um, I do like his shots on goal number. I think you could definitely hit some props with that probably over, um, over two and a half, something like Mm -hmm. that. I think that could, uh, Definitely produce a lot of money for you because it seems like as of late down the stretch he's hitting that number all day.
0: I think I might actually have him in a lineup today for over two and over two and a half. Let me take a look. I do not have him over two and a half today. I think I hit I know I had him last week in one that won that where I made Mm two hundred. I don't know if I'm going to add him in fantasy. The the goals and assists are a little more sporadic, but I'm all over them with the shots on goal. Like I said, I've already made money off of them. With these you know tough matchups, like you mentioned, Florida, Colorado, Vegas, you do have a couple of games against San Jose um, squeezed in here. One today on the 12th and then another on the 17th. So there's a little extra opportunity there, but these other matchups are a little tougher. So I think I'd probably stay away in fantasy, maybe wait and see what he does in some of these uh, tighter games. Mm-hmm. But I, I like the props. I like him taking him over the two and a half shots on goal. He's already been profitable for me. I'm going back to the well in his last three games. Or I'm sorry, four games, four, three, four, three shots on goal. So you know, you might see him avert from that maybe in one of those games. I probably don't take that prop in the Florida game. I might not mm-hmm. take it in the Colorado game, but I don't know. Maybe they, maybe they might lower it to one and a half. I, that would be awesome if we could get that value somewhere um, because the matchup was a little bit tougher. So if you saw anything like that, I would slam it. Two and a half in those games, uh, I might I might stay away, but definitely someone that um, that's going to be on my radar this week. All right, next up we've got uh, Matt Boldy, no stranger to the show. We've been talking him up a lot recently. Uh, Fifty nine hundred cost on Fanduel, but the production has swayed a little bit. He's averaging eight point four two fantasy points on the season per game. Uh, that came with a very hot start. He is down to six and a half fantasy points per game across the last week. Where are you at with Matt Boldy
1: right now, Nick? I think looking at all these numbers, you are silly if you don't take a two and a half, over two and a half shots on goal prop. He's swayed away from that number a couple times, but in his last four games, he's gotten three shots on goal each game. Had mm-hmm. a game where he got zero, four, zero, and then he's gotten back, right back to it. So he's hitting it more than he's not hitting it. And in terms of fantasy production, I don't think he's someone that you grab right, right away. But in terms of uh, being able to make money off of a player like Matt Boldy, I think there's a lot of money to be made for sure. And uh, he's putting the puck on that, and I don't see mm-hmm. any reason why you shouldn't take a shot on goal prop for him.
0: The Wild aren't playing that that well recently. I think they've only won four of their last ten. Yeah, Boldy, him, Boldy himself, what is it, eight of his last ten games, he's recorded at least two and a half shots or more, those numbers that you were referring to. There was a couple of games where he had zero as long as you're getting the two and a half, that's fine. But I feel like this level of play may push his numbers up to about three and a half. And if you're mm-hmm. seeing that, you know that now you're gambling, right? Like n- now mm-hmm. they're making you really make a stand because if you ever see him at two and a half, it's a slam dunk. Like, it, I mean, hammer it, hammer it, hammer it all day, twice on Tuesday, whatever you need to hear these matchups uh, coming up are pretty friendly. I'd say Nashville, Boston, Chicago, Vegas, I mean, Boston might be the toughest matchup there offensively, but they still allow a lot of shots on net. Vegas is probably the toughest, but that's not until the, the 21st. I think that actually gets us into potentially week 22. I think the 21st isn't a part of next week's mm. ma- next week's matchups. It is not. So that actually goes into week 22. In fantasy, he's only 30% rostered. He's playing on line two with Frederick Goudreau and Kevin Fiala. I would like the production to be a little bit better. You know what I mean? Like this mm-hmm. has been a really strong team for most of this season. You know the the team performance has just been really sporadic across the last ten games. So I don't know if I trust him in fantasy. Trust him in fantasy right now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the two and a half shots on goal, I want every bit of it. I mean, super profitable. But again, you get up to that three, three and a half. Now you know now now you're gambling. Now now you're you know entering into uh, the houses territory. You know, like you you're playing their game at that point. So as right. long as you get two and a half, slam it. Three or more, i stay away. All right, next up we have uh, Jacob Vrana, who has returned to action for the Detroit Red Wings. He was dealing with a shoulder injury all year. Two games, three goals so far, Nick. What do you think? Seems like a strong add.
1: Oh, yeah, I would definitely add him for sure. Um, no reason not to add him. He's going to come in that Detroit lineup. He's going to make a difference right away. Um, we saw what he did when he played out in Washington. I'm not sure if he got any time in uh, Detroit but he, before he got injured. I believe he did. Got some games in there. Played pretty solid. Um, he is slotted into that lineup on line two. Wait it. line Joe two.
0: Valeno and Sam Gagner.
1: Yeah, Joe Valeno and Sam Gagne. So I like uh, where he fits in on that line. I think there's a lot of room for production. That Detroit team is riding on the bubble from being very, very solid to really, really falling off. And I think mm-hmm. a guy like Verana could give a team like Detroit a push they need. So I would def- I'm would i definitely all over him. I wouldn't necessarily take him in any bets or props yet because I mm-hmm. would just like to see more production, more consistency out of him before I make any plays like that.
0: Uh, I definitely want the shots on goal prop for like the next five games. Like Edmonton, lots of shots mm-hmm. on that. Vancouver, same. Seattle, same. Philly, same. Islanders, all of these guys. They allow a ton of action in front of the net. Love all the opportunity that's coming up for him here. I think he's a must-own. He's plus 9%. Uh, on the last day, he's 32% rostered. He's scored in each game that he's played so far. He has seven shots on goal through first, his first two games. I mean, it looks like he's ready to roll, getting power play time on line two, playing on line two, like we said, with Joe Valeno and Sam Gagne. Mm-hmm. 14.15 fantasy points so far, uh, average through two games. Not saying it's going to hold strong at that, but it seems like he's going to be a very active player for them. Yeah, mm-hmm. give me every bit of it. I don't see why we wouldn't uh, cost 5900 on FanDuel. I like his matchups probably the most up against Edmonton and Philly. Philly, they're getting at home. Edmonton, they just play at a very fast pace. There should be a lot of opportunities to get the puck to the net. So I like those opportunities the most. Vancouver, sometimes they get a little bit sneaky, and they're also going on the road. Seattle is another kind of a, a tough place to play because it's a little bit new, a little bit less energy in the building, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. i maybe hold off from them in those in those spots, but I uh, love the Flyers, love, love the Edmonton matchup, love the Islanders matchup. Uh, next up, we've got our guide, Dylan Strom. Dylan Strom only costs $5,600 on FanDuel. He's playing on line one with Patrick Kane and DeBrinket. Dabrinkit is 8,100, and Patrick Kane is 9,000. These are FanDuel auction rates. I mean, I feel like this is a very, or should be a very popular stack. Either Strom with take your pick from these guys. I would say Dabrinkit because it's like fractions or decimals between Dabrinkit and Kane's production, and you're getting an extra 900 back, you know what I mean? Like yeah. That That allows you to add up another tier in another position. So I really love Strom right now in DFS potentially along with a stack with Dabrinkit, I mean, or Kane. I mean, you're splitting hairs there. But the fantasy totals have increased uh, quite a bit as well recently. Uh, What what do you think? I mean, it seems like a slam dunk based on the recent production.
1: Yeah, the recent production is really good. I got to see uh, it live firsthand in the big 8-3 win against the Ducks. Dylan Strome played really well on that first line with Kane and Dabrinkit. They do Mm -hmm. a really good job on that line, moving the puck east-west, moving it across the ice making those plays. They did it a lot last night against Boston, or sorry, two nights ago against Boston. Really good at moving the puck that way. A lot of room for production there. I don't see any reason why you don't stack this in DFS. guy like Dylan Strom as of late, I like over half a point for him tonight against Ottawa. I think that's definitely a prop that could hit for sure. Um, Ottawa hasn't really been, been the best. Chicago Chicago, been starting to heat up, so I think there's a lot of room there for that. And I also think uh, you could even toss in a guy like Brandon Hagel. He's been someone that's been uh, really solid for the Blackhawks. So if you really don't want to pay that extra money to get both Kane and a blanket, I think Brandon Hagel could be another good option. I don't know his exact value, but he mm-hmm. could be someone that could uh, really help out there. He's been very hot on that Blackhawks team. That Blackhawks line two of Jonathan Taze, Kirby Dock, and Brandon Hagel, they've also been p- playing really well. But yeah, I do like that line one stack all day, and I like Dylan Strom for over half a point tonight
0: against Ottawa. Yeah, I could I could yeah. definitely get in with that. I could definitely get in with that. He has points in each game since the third of March, I believe, is when he started uh, playing on that top line again. <clears throat> Shots on goal, I think, should definitely be in our wheelhouse as well for props of his last four games. He has what was it? He had one shot in his last game up against Boston, but he still had an assist in that game, so he was very very well in play there. But in the three games prior to that, four, four, and six shots on goal. So definitely getting a little bit more opportunity. You know, playing on that top line. I like what you mentioned. You know, oh yeah, they, they play really well. You know, going east and west. But you know what the Blackhawks can't do, especially that top line. They can't play north and south. They can't. They can't get it out of their own end and get it to downtown. They can't get it behind the net. Can't forecheck. Yeah, they play pretty good east and west. You know, you know those cross ice passes from you know Canaan to break it. They look pretty sexy. But. Tell him to chip it in and go get it out of the corner. See how that, see how well that goes for him.
1: The Brinkett four checks, I will say. The Brinket and Strom are really solid on the four check, especially the Brinket for his size. Kane doesn't forecheck for jack shit. No,
0: he doesn't. Well, Kane's <laughs> getting up there in age. Like Kane's getting up there in age. He's like, bro, pass me the puck. Like,
1: right. <laughs> you know what he's I mean? He's like, <laughs> let me do my thing. It's my time now.
0: Bro, when he does it though, I mean, he, he's mm-hmm. on it. Like Caner's on a roll too right now. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously just, uh, you know, high ownership, high cost, you know, everything, right? Mm-hmm. He's, he's at the top of the market. But, uh, yeah, Strom's rolling right now. 5.91 fantasy points per game on the season. Across the last week, he's up to 18.38. And even in the last month, he's up to 8.15. So his numbers are mm-hmm. clicking at a high rate right now. Definitely someone you want to own in fantasy. Only 16% rostered. And, again, the FanDuel rates, 5,600. They have not adjusted to him being on that top line. In my opinion, that rate should be upwards to 71, 7,300 being on that top line. Look at all the minutes he's playing, too. Uh, right. did, mm-hmm. Didn't he get, like, 23 minutes? minutes the other night yeah 23 yeah. minutes on the 10th 22 minutes on the 6th that type of volume and ice time dictates or should at least dictate a higher cost 5600 mm-hmm. is ir- ir- irre- irreplaceable here get them in your lineups and uh yeah try to get a leg up and make some extra money with that top line For sure, 100%. Right. next up we have a previous blackhawk and an out-of-date blackhawk we've got nick schmaltz of the arizona arizona coyotes another weekly update from us and nick schmaltz he's been on the on our broadcast now for you know i think multiple weeks because he just doesn't stop and another player that Fanduel and dfs um, uh, companies have not reverted to he has only a cost of 5800 he might be hitting at a higher rate than a guy like uh, dylan strome schmaltz also playing on line one with travis boyd and clayton keller with the coyotes Uh, looking really good recently what do you like here nick i mean seems like everything is uh you know hitting at a high rate the shots on goal dfs play fantasy
1: Yeah, uh, there's no reason that you can't say that Nick Schmaltz isn't a perfect play right now. The Arizona team has been rolling, haven't lost a game in March, and a lot of it's been revolved around Nick Schmaltz's production. We saw, um, picked up an assist against Toronto, but in the two big games against Detroit and Ottawa, he combined in those two games for a total of four goals and seven assists and a plus 11. Over a span of two games. And you're telling me that production shouldn't be on your fantasy team. I think... You'd be crazy if you don't try and get that guy, Nick Schmaltz, right now. Um, I like him definitely as someone to get over half a point for sure when you can get that prop. Over um, one and a half points even I think is in the cards right now Mm. with how he's Mm. playing. I think uh, you got to test the book a little bit. But, um, yeah, I like it. Um, In terms of fantasy value, only 38% rostered right now, but plus 30 over the last day. So if he's available in your league, you got to grab him right now. One of the few players on Arizona that I believe is a plus option. So there is a lot of, yeah, plus 10. So there's a a lot of value there. And being a plus on that Arizona team is pretty hard to do because they're the Arizona Coyotes, and there's not really uh, many pluses coming out of the desert there. So, well,
0: uh, albeit he had to do it in the last three games. In his last game, he was a minus, or he was just a, an even zero, mm-hmm. excuse me. And the two mm-hmm. games prior, like you mentioned, he's a plus eleven. So that means prior <laughs> to that game, he was a minus one.
1: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it all happened
0: well, in this these last three stretch of games.
1: Uh-huh. But, uh huh. But no, really like what he's doing. Really hope he keeps it up because uh, I really like the direction the Arizona team's going in.
0: Yeah, they're they're playing well right now. I don't know if like Biz is coming into the locker room like during intermission and maybe giving like the like the mid game speeches. Maybe I don't know mm-hmm. what's going on. Maybe like he comes in there with like the shades and the coyote uh, uh, coyote hat. You know the the mm-hmm. what do, what do you call that? The like the uh, coyote skin hat. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what's going on over there in the desert, but uh, they're rolling uh, through March mm-hmm. here. Haven't lost a game like Nick mentioned earlier. Nick Schmaltz is on a very very hot run here. I like your your um, your approach with the the half over half a point. Wasn't really thinking that. I was actually going to say say to stay away from the shots on goal because he is distributing at a much higher rate. He has mm-hmm. eight assists in his last three games. Does have the you know the five goals in his last four games, uh, but still like he. Feels like that just dis- distribution guy, like that pass first type of guy, and I feel like mm-hmm. they're just playing it a you know very well right now. just as a unit, so I feel like the the scoring is you know obviously coming at a benefactory rate because of that. Um, mm-hmm. Probably stay away from the shots on goal, but I agree with you. Let's look to target him for over half a point in these next couple of games here. You know you have uh, Boston tonight. Maybe stay away from that one, but these next two love them. Ottawa on the road, Montreal on the road. Both teams allowing uh, shots on goal at a very high rate. Maybe you do kind of revert to that, but I would stay away from the shots on goal, maybe up against Pittsburgh on the 19th, uh, San Jose on the 20th, and then maybe come back to them with that type of prop uh, on the 22nd up against Seattle.
1: Yeah, for sure. All right,
0: we got a couple of uh, defensemen to throw in here, and then we are going to head out for the night. First up, we've got Rasmus Ristolainen of the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, I added him today. I believe he had an assist in this game up against uh, Carolina. They only put up one goal on the board, so I I, I really can't beat that. Uh, He's been playing well on a bad team. I just got done saying, you know, Flyers allow a lot of shots on net. But, you know, he's a minus 10 on the season, but he's a plus two across his last uh, four games or so. Uh, The team's allowing a lot of goals, but he's not necessarily on the ice for a lot of those, despite playing a lot. Uh, What Mm -hmm. do you think about Ristolainen right now and his value?
1: Um, right now, I don't think it's enough to add in fantasy yet. Um, I mm-hmm. think he's getting there for sure. A couple really good games, put up 12 against the Panthers, six against uh, the Golden Knights. So he's g- starting to get to that level, just don't see him getting there yet. What I do like for him is a block prop for sure. I think uh, if you could get him at over uh, one and a half uh, blocks and, uh, for each game, I think that's definitely a number that could hit um the last game he hit uh two then six reverted off from one five two zero four so i think there's a lot of room to hit that prop for sure but i just don't see a lot of fancy value there yet for not yet at least
0: yeah i don't mind the matchups that are upcoming here montreal nashville ottawa the Islanders. I think these are all really solid for DFS. His value mm-hmm. on FanDuel is only forty two hundred. So for a defenseman, I feel like that you know that fits really strongly, especially with his recent uh, run of production on the season. He's averaging four point zero five fantasy points per game. In the last week, he's up to eight point one two, and across the last thirty days, he's up to six point six zero. Mm-hmm. He's just trending, you know. Like, like he's he's moving in the right direction on a bad team. <clears throat> so I like that opportunity because I can get him at a low cost in DFS. But realistically, that's the only value that I see him. You know, really, you know, moving the needle for me in fantasy. Yeah, I threw him on my roster today up against Carolina. I got lucky. I just threw him in there. He's trending. Yeah, it looks like he grabbed an assist, so not the end of the world. But more than likely, he's not going to be on my team for for much or many more matchups going forward. I'll probably hold him for this matchup uh, tomorrow up against Montreal. Uh, but I don't see him lasting on a four-day stint until they play Nashville on the 17th. So I like him for DFS. Kind of a fringe roster guy in fantasy. The, the mm-hmm. numbers are up; they're moving in the right direction, but it's not out of this world. I just really like it for the value that he's going at 4200 on on FanDuel. Eight fantasy points across uh, the last uh, week per game. Solid stuff. Can't can't deny it myself. It just allows me to go out and get Connor McDavid. You know, go out and get the big guns. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, next up we've got uh, Damon Severson of the New Jersey Devils, dude. This guy is—he's playing damn nearly a third of the game, Nick. He's—he's mm-hmm. he's playing nearly a full period of play through in, in, in these games here. He's hit twenty-five plus minutes in two mm-hmm. out of his last four games, and he hasn't played less than twenty-three since I don't know this month per game. Mm-hmm. It's crazy, right? Well, I mean, what do you think about this? The the production's a little sporadic. He only has, you know, three points this month—one goal, two assists. He's not going negative though. He hasn't gone negative since February twenty or February fifteenth. Excuse me.
1: No, I think there's too much upside not to get on uh, Damon Severson. The Devils, they've been starting to pick it up, or at least somewhat. They've won two of their last three. Got a big win up against Colorado, but um, where I would really target a guy like Damon Severson is shots on goal for sure. Um, only had one his last game up against the Jets, but before that, four, three, three, two two, three, zero, two, two. So if you can get a one and a half or even a two and a half, even if you want to push it, I think that's something for sure you should get on. And uh, his ice time is just astronomical. Justin, this guy, like you said, is on the ice so much, almost half the game. You see some of the best guys in the league that can do that guys like Victor Hedman, Kale McCaw, guys like that, Mm -hmm. Adam Fox. Those are the guys that uh, you see playing almost half the game but now I have the guy like Damon Severson and at only 36% rostered he's some, someone that you can get on for sure and i think there's a lot of value in terms of shots on goal props and fantasy uh, plays down the stretch
0: I, I definitely want him in fantasy just because his production is just so level headed. it's not going negative. he hasn't had a, a negative game since uh, again the 15th of February. Um, some of it's not out of this world 2.7 5 point8 6 point eight but his last couple of games he's hit 7 point9, 14.6. I feel like this is really consistent and it's production that I can trust and DFS he has a cost of 5700. I just got mm-hmm. done telling you earlier that Dylan Strum's at 5600. I feel like I'm paying over, I'm I'm overpaying for Severson in that format, so I'm probably fading him in DFS. I, I'm I'm gonna stay away from him on FanDuel. Uh, getting that mm-hmm. power play time, getting that top uh, D line time, love the opportunity, but the cost is a little bit high in DFS. Given to me in fantasy as far as props go, if I if I'm looking at one and a half shots on goal, yeah, I'll I'll definitely take them. But more than likely, I feel like we're gonna get caught on the two. Like we're, we're going to be expecting him to come out and have like a big night and he's going to mm-hmm. get caught on one or two. So he might actually be someone that I would take under, you know, like an under two and a half. But if I get the one and a half, I feel like I'm pretty comfortable with it. I feel like my odds are a little bit better. I know that's like literally splitting hairs. If that's mm-hmm. the case, if, you know, if you're not necessarily picking up what I'm putting down, maybe you just stay away from that uh, betting format. I would also go for over two and a half shots on goal plus blocks if that was available. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm some opportunities I might swing taking him over the half point, but that's really risky. Uh, the production is very sporadic. has 25 assists on the season and eight goals. so you know if you see him go on a run of like no points, like three, four games with no points, that's the night I'm taking him. I' I'm, com- right. I'm not going after him you know after he's put up like a goal or an assist. I'm, I'm gonna sit on him, you know let him stew. If I see that uh, little break of production, I'll definitely attack his numbers for sure. Uh, but it's definitely someone I want to own in fantasy. I, th- I think he could be a cornerstone of anyone's fantasy team rolling into the end of the season, rolling into the playoffs, someone that you can rely on to keep you above water. Very level headed defenseman. So, yeah, go mm-hmm. scoop up some Damon Steverson. That is all the time that we have for this episode. Do you have anything to share before we head out, Nick?
1: Uh, yeah, check me out on Twitter, Face Off With OZ, Talk Fantasy, DFS, Sports Betting, anything hockey over at. Uh, Based off with OZ.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Everybody go check out my article at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, Streaming Goaltenders. We touched on those guys at the top of the show. If you want to dive into the details and the numbers a little bit more, go check out my article. You can also find me on Twitter at T-I-T-T-H-J-B. Go and let me know what uh, streaming goaltenders that you guys like the most or that you're utilizing the most to maybe replace some injuries. I'm a guy that's missing Jack Campbell. Maybe you are too. Maybe you're dealing with other guys that are hurt. Let me know how it's going. Let me know if you have any questions. We're here to help. Uh, Also look out for the Sports Gambling Podcast Network on Twitter at Gambling Podcast. Take care, be well, be good, and if you can't be good, be good at it. We'll see you.